0: Welcome to the Land Your Bet Sports Betting Podcast. We are back for week seven in the NFL. Picks, player props, all of it. Should we be? Deets, should we be? Is it, it's a great question. You know, one that I ask myself every day that I do this, should I be doing this? I mean, that, that's between you and your maker. I, I'm just wondering how we how we return. I mean, we were riding so high, and now we are so low. So low is dramatic, but I I, I understand what you're saying. Here's how low on. we are: Jacoby yeah. Myers plus three hundred fifty for <laughs> any time touchdown. Like that's the win, and I'm just that's gonna low. ride it. I'm gonna pretend I had all my units on that one. I think you, I think you mentioned putting like ten units on or something. So that that's like, right. Yeah, yeah, four figure payday out there. But we also mentioned that we had a lot of wiggle. We had some some units to play with. But here's here's what we did wrong more that's than one. Right. Very loose. That's the problem, and and that's what we did wrong and, and incorrectly more than anything, is just start spraying, start yeah. spraying units. Oh yeah, we went yeah. full Scorsese on this thing. Three yeah. 45 minutes, full on. There was a, there was no intermission either. We just took the beating all the No cuts. Really. Yeah, everything, all the uh, including the Chargers not pulling it off, including the Bills. You warned me about that one, and and I'm going to be listening to. We were gonna be listening to each other a little bit. I'll be talking okay. about some of your picks too. We're, we're trying to do that. that. Yeah, you know, let's like let's haggle a little bit about stuff. We we missed on a lot of stuff except for Miami and, <laughs> and felt good uh, about Miami and Jacoby buyers. So we went from up fifteen units, my dude, to uh up just six and a half units. Yeah. We yeah, and you could feel it in your chest as the day progressed. Uh and I think you're right. We just sprayed it. We were just like, you know what? We're riding hot. Uh, I'm going to place a lot of chips down on a lot of different numbers and colors, and that's that's not how we got here. That's not how we got here. Uh, uh, there were a lot of player props. There were a lot, and I stopped going from the gut. I started getting analytical. That's never good. Uh, it's uh it's it was a it was a big hot mess of a week, and we're terribly sorry, very sorry, because it, we did get a, a pretty good amount of you. So happy to uh, to have you all here with us. Appreciate it all. As we move forward, I uh, do want to remind everyone to like and subscribe. Uh, go ahead and rate the podcast if you would, if you're following along as well. That's super helpful. I will say on the Thursday night game that just eclipsed here, we had a, a number of props that I put up. I mentioned Levy, uh, fantasy football guru. Levy helped me put put together a nice four leg parlay that missed by Evan Ingram three yards. And I just, I just want to go over the story really quickly. I gave the play out that we were going to go Evan Ingram over 43 and a half yards. We were going to go Christian Kirk over 54 and a half yards. We were going to go Etienne touchdown and Etienne over 20 receiving yards. All of that hit except for when I went to place the bet, the Evan Ingram prop went from 43 to 46 and a half. Oh. The Evan Ingram ended last night with 45 yards. Oh So that's how we lost the 12 to one legger. But because we had some plus odds on the Etienne Tutty and uh, the other bets all hit, it was still a plus night because played all those as singles. And a little touch on the parlay, but isn't that's that really how betting works? That's a br- like that's can that qualify as a bad beat? Like, I is think a no question. The other that's... the other part that came into it was the defensive touchdown for the Jags, which melted the passing game for the Jags until they gave up two touchdowns in a row, and then yeah. Kirk scores the one on one play, gets forty four yards. Yeah, I mean, it's just betting, man. Like it's a great bet. It was about to hit it half and it loses, so. What are you going to do? Hey, that, that's, that's why we play the game and get it. 10%. Yep, but we're going to move on. The the main point of me bringing that up until I just got completely uh, immersed in my sad sob story, Yeah. It, Matt, the, if that parlay had hit, and a number of people did do this, but that parlay had hit, I told everyone in the video, if you like and subscribe, I see that you're rating you the podcast, all that mm-hmm. stuff, I'm going to give you the money. It was twenty. 20- oh, oh, you're going full back of the... Totally. Totally. I'm going to start standing up with a white beater on. White yeah, beaver. just... Like the same way I wear the Carhartt sweatshirt and the maple leafs hat. Like that's just it's just my, my McAfee. It's your thing. Love Dude, it. it's like forty two degrees outside. Why are you wearing that shirt? Yeah. Make also, sure. that's take tan. Is it working for you, buddy? That was where I was going next was your pasty white <laughs> not fair. I also have pasty white arms. Where we were talking? I mean, we're not yeah. we're not arguing about pasty white arms. I'm just saying, you know, it's not all pasty. At some point it turns orangish. <laughs> your point. Getting us back on track, we're gonna kick it off with side. <laughs> Okay. All right, and, and and by the way, I, I lied to you guys. I apologize. Uh, I forgot to add in that, that the Jacoby Myers touchdown. And so we are only down. Uh, we were down seven units on a day. So that brings us oh, up. To- so, so, that, so now we're up 112. <laughs> yeah, 100%. That's not true. We are okay. uh, we are only up now uh, seven units on the season. Still very happy yeah. with that over three weeks. You want been doing this for three straight weeks. Better than six our baby. Yeah, and we're moving on and we're picking up pace. And I'm going to kick things off for us with uh, a game that I think think I'll be watching. Uh it'll be the Rams mm-hmm. and the Steelers. And yeah. I'm going full Rams, baby. Uh you can see if you're watching on YouTube, I got my Cooper Cup guy here telling you why I like the Rams because it, it does come down to a lot of Cooper Cup. Um I was right. talking to to some people about this game and one person was like, you know, well that 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 pass rush for the Steelers, if if you can't protect Stafford, I go, Do you know what Stafford's best protection is? Cooper Cup eight yards out. Like yeah. That's all I'm really worried about. He's now got two of the top 10, maybe, possession receivers in Puka as well, Mm -hmm. wherever you want to throw him. I think that's fair. Right, yeah, super solid 1B and and really wide receiver 2 there for them. But it really comes down to the Steelers not being able to stop the pass, and the Rams have have established their identity. They're they're going to play at the 5th fastest pace. Mm -hmm. They have 5th most passing yards. They have the 5th most successful offense uh, in terms of offensive uh, DVOA. Yeah. This is just not a great matchup for the Steelers when they're giving up, you know, the eighth most passing yards. They're the second worst and uh, expected uh, outcome there on pass plays as well. So it's it's not a good matchup for them, regardless of the spot for Mike Tomlin being on the road. If this was three and a half, I'd probably be away from it um, because oh, really? of that factor. Yeah, I think. That, but you know what I do buy into? And, and tell me what you think. Yeah. Mike Tomlin is three and seven in 10 games that he's played on the Pacific in the Pacific time zone. Yeah. I just don't don't give Mike Tomlin any juice anymore. I I just don't. Um, For so many years, this team was built as a Super Bowl contender. A lot of that just had to do with the fact that they had a Super Bowl winning quarterback and there was no reason to not build a Super Bowl contender. And Tomlin's presence there was to create balance between a, a team that had a lot of offensive firepower and create a consistently good defense when they didn't typically have a lot of money put to that side. They clearly have a good defense, but it's not just this year. Over the last couple of years, their their cornerbacks are just barbecue chicken. I'm sure Patrick Peterson will really be able to slow down Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup could probably play with a you know club foot and still get 100 yards in this game. Um, Nakua in the slot, I just think it is easy pickings. My only hesitation in not taking this game is that it becomes a little simple, right? It's a little obvious what the game plan is for the Rams, which is just throw it to Cooper Cup. And I know they won a Super Bowl doing that, so I'm not discounting it terribly. But they do need to run the football. And I don't know who their running back is going to be. I don't know who their running backs are going to be. On Sunday, and so you got Williams out. He's been out all you know since like Tuesday, uh, on the injury designation report. Like uh, that—that's a bit of a concern for a team that has to this point just ridden him through the gates of hell since week one. And uh, the run game has to be there for the Rams' offense to really be effective and to really get those opportunities for Cooper Cup. Because yes, he's going to be open. But that's only if it's one-on-one. I, I do feel like if the run game's not there, the Steelers are clearly smart enough. They might not be talented enough, at least on the back end, but they're smart enough to put somebody over the top and bracket Cooper Cup. And and I do think that in order for the Rams to win this, they have to have both Cup and Nakua going. And if they can only get one of them just because of the, the, the tenants of the Steelers' defense and them selling out to stop one of the two guys that gives me some pause. And the fact that you say that you wouldn't be on this at three and a half adds into that. Now, everyone knows I'm I'm no fan of Kenny Pickett. So, it's my favorite drop of the show. We weren't betting on Kenny Pickett when he was healthy. Why would we start betting on him when he's in? I just find that Kenny Pickett, everything about him is flabbergasting. Like, he's not good what what has he done to convince anyone that he's good no I don't think anybody thinks that I think the reason that I'm afraid of the hook is the same reason that there isn't one and people are still sort of like keeping it from getting too much in the Rams favor here or even the Steelers favor what I'm trying to say is Mike Tomlin has has still has mystique and if you think that certain things trump that which I agree because we lost, you know, you, you could say the Mike Tomlin mystique is what came into play for that Ravens and Steelers game that we missed. Missed. Up. That was that was more division stuff in, in Lamar. It felt like the Ravens lost. It was, lost drop. Game. It was yeah. drop game. It was the drop game of the season. It, it was awful. Like someone needs to look into how Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers, and Rashad Bateman. Well, I can understand the last two a little. A, bit. A, a, arena Football League wide receiver Rashad Bateman. Like, yeah, what, right. you know, like that was a, a fluke that had nothing to do with Tomlin out coaching anybody the game was still in, in pocket for them but uh, yeah I, I, I agree with what you're saying I think if you don't believe in that mystique then then yeah. you look at the rosters you look at what the Rams do well what the Steelers don't on defense and you go I don't really care that Zach Evans is going to be getting the, the majority of the touches for the Rams that I, presu- I mean I, I guess we could presume a I Evans. like well, do we know if Zach Evans is good or not like that's a real right. issue no, it's a real issue. We knew Kyron Williams showed up Week One, and it's like, oh, that guy's good. And Sean McVay's like, yeah, he is. He's our full bell cow now. No, and so and he's remained good. No. So the you know, this offense doesn't function without competent running back play. They still run the outside zone stuff. You need to have it. Let's go back to Kenny Pickett real fast. I, I just want to make this this point because I, I am again I'm like. I feel like I'm taking crazy. pills. So we all agree that Kenny Pickett sucked ass last year, right? And this year. Okay, I just want to make sure that we agree that he sucked ass last year. Definitely. Okay, because he completed 63% of his passes through seven touchdowns to nine interceptions, right? He had a QBR, ESPN out of 100 QBR of 53.6, which is ass. Kenny Pickett has a QBR of 33 this year. And that includes just chucking one up to George Pickens running in a 9 route. Like, he has four interceptions to five touchdowns. He's completing 60% of his passes. He is ass. And Over I know that the second touchdown to Pickens was a, a cross as well, that he ran, like, the yak on yeah. that was like 60 yards. There's been, there's been like, it's been more than two. I think half, more than half of Kenny Pickett's touchdowns are just like yak daddy jimmy garoppolo like this is how nick mullins functioned in the nfl back in the down just like please someone take this ball um it, it, it you don't you, you can't trust Najee harris uh or that offensive line i don't know which one's the problem but it ain't working uh, it, it's a little bit the line they won't throw to harris yeah if you want to just like harp on on the steelers for a minute the, the offense matt like in Matt Canada, just the, end it there just matt canada i just so the I guess the premise that I'm trying to present here is, do you think the Rams are going to put 24 on the board? Right. Exactly. If you do take Rams minus three and and run with it, because I I just, I I, three touchdowns for the Pittsburgh Steelers would be a modern miracle. Even again, I think this Rams defense has some, some talent. They have a bunch of dudes that you don't know. They got a guy named Russ Yeast. Like no one knows who's on these Rams, but like, they play pretty hard, and Aaron Donald's still there, and uh, I think they're like a slightly competent defense. Slightly competent—that's so, all you need. Yeah, yeah. Against the Steelers, them. sure as hell all you need, and and they rank better than the Steelers. So you're so you're in agreement with me uh, on the minus three because of a, of a, of any sort of lack of spark that the um, that the Steelers might you know give you to to feel confidence in them there's no spark there there's no there's no outs where you go well unless you know the the wide receivers on the other team drop the ball a million because like you said what it comes down to is the rams are going to be panicking both more points than you if you can't stop that like and for this offense that means to the tune of 17 points like you said like i don't see kenny pickett being able to get more than like 17 points unless his defense puts him in, in a wonderful position If the Rams take care of the ball, like, yeah, this is, this isn't an easy win. I just, again, I just, my worry is I don't know who the Rams running back is. And I do think that if that guy does, if whomever it is, doesn't show up in a big way, or at least look the part, um, then the Rams get very predictable and I don't like predictability against Mike Tomlin in that defense, which I think we can argue happened in that game against the Ravens, the, the. The Ravens got predictable. They were kind of running the same four plays over and over again. It didn't work out so great for them, and I'd prefer Lamar Jackson to, you know, I'd prefer Lamar Jackson to Matt Stafford still. It's a pretty tight race, but I am I'm, I'm I'm not on this, but I agree with your premise. I'm not yeah. putting my money down, but yeah. you can put your own on it. I am. I'm a Rams believer, and McVeigh has a week to figure it out with Zach Evans and a much better passing attack than the Steelers defensive uh passing uh, the bet it has been. So let's yeah. move on to your first pick. Yeah. I get to show this man in all his beautiful mustache. Uh that is Travis Kelsey. He's pointing at Dieter's bet of Chiefs minus five and a I half. Skeptical of it. Um, no, I and, I think he's looking at you like good pick, brother. Maybe. Maybe. I, you know, listen, I'll take the Kelsey boost right now. It's clearly all him. Um here, here's here's where I'm at with the chat with the chefs. Um it is them coming off a Thursday night game. You got the Chargers coming off a Monday night game. So first and foremost, no bueno. Um, The Chiefs have owned everyone in their division. It's like laughable how good Patrick Mahomes is against dudes in his own division. At a certain point, there's not really anything that Brandon Staley can come up with. (laughs) If, If they had it, it would have been used by now. I'm a believer in this Chiefs defense. Uh, I'm looking at a, a Chargers offense that is lost, I think, without Mike Williams, right? Like, Austin Meckler's back in there. It gives him a little bump. Keenan Allen's awesome. Uh, but, man, Herbert is making some some galling decisions with the ball, and it's because you know, he's not getting the kind of protection that he probably needs, and he doesn't have that second a clear secondary option down the field. So it's really Keenan or bust. They don't trust any of the young guys yet. Um, I I just think that, that Steve Spagnuolo is going to kind of have a field day with the the boom or bust kind of play calling that the Chargers have been doing under Kellen Moore, who by the way is not good at this. Uh, I don't know why people think he's good. No, no, he's really not. Like a legitimately, like what have what have the Cowboys lost since he left? Like it's just it's not. He doesn't do interesting things. He just runs. It's like he threw into chat GPT, like, what are the seven most interesting play calls in the modern NFL? And, like, every year he does that, and he, like, takes one McVeigh play and one Shanahan play and two Mike, McDa- Mike McDaniel plays, and then just runs those. And by week five, it's like, yeah, we know what's coming, dude. Um, I mean, Matt Canada is at least, you know, showing some ingenuity with his shittiness. So I, I, I will refuse to hear praise of Matt Canada. That's what I'm <laughs> just saying. Like, Kellamore's not good at this, and I think it's starting to show. So, multiple factors. Again, Mahomes owns the division. I much prefer the Chiefs' defense to the Chargers' defense. That's, that's a big red flag. Well, I think Kansas City is getting closer. I, I don't know if McCole Hartman will play in this game, but the fact that they have traded for him tells me that they are getting down to brass tacks in the past game. And I think it's going to be a lot of Rasheed Rice mixing in some Kadarius Tony, but we know it's going to be the main man, 87, on uh, first, second, and third. Uh, you know Pacheco's the running back now. The offensive line outside of right tackle is, is in really, really good shape. I, I, I like Kansas City. They're a team that seems to be rounding into form for me. I, I keep saying this every week, but every week I see more and more reasons to believe in them, not just... Yeah, I think it was very easy after week one, narratively, to just say, oh, Chiefs have fallen off a little bit. But, like, they're still the defending champions. They don't have to play like defending champions until the very end of the season, right, until playoff time. And the way that they make sure that they're there in playoff time is they keep kicking the ass of everyone in their division, and the Chargers are part of that. So uh, so th- let me yeah. – I just want to bring up a few quick things um, yeah. to – to to see if we can make sure that there's there's we're, we're Teflon here as much as possible in mm-hmm. the, the holes that I can really poke too deeply. Look, the first I one is, I love poking holes, so let's get after it. The first one is they don't cover. Not the as Chiefs don't powerful. cover. The Chiefs don't cover is a very real fear, and if you are of that of that mindset at five and a half, which is just a funky number, right? Don't feel don't feel good anywhere. Then then just just make them, make take an alt line. Work yeah. it, work it up. Work it down. You know play around with it for a little bit find out what you're into so that's point number one yes yeah. i mean the chiefs against the spread uh over the last couple of years against the division is five. it's cruel especially it's, it, it's against good. the spread but they yeah, always win the spread yeah they, they always win and that's the thing so the point three kind of plays off of that though where, where we're at one or two the second point would be the last three games the last two games versus yeah. the team we're talking 34 28 that was a win mm-hmm. in 21 Last year, both games were within three points. Chiefs, uh, cheap, cheap three point. Yeah, wins. they were barn burners. Yeah, yeah, they were. They both were were decently high scoring games, especially for this season. Jeez, um, both both above fifty. The the third point would be, Chargers don't lose or win by more than three points. It feels like and, and they I mean, they have the Philip Rivers complex, is what you're saying. Every well, every time you see him, it's last drive down by six. My my buddy will once again the betting guy. Love us to say like they should just start every Chargers game with either team within a field goal and driving down the field to either win it or tie it. Yeah, and it'll, it, it's going to either end as a tie or in some weird heartbreaking fashion on either side. It's Chargers. I I would I would say that that is a it's it's not an invalid concern. It's a valid concern, right? In five and a half, it's a big fat number, especially on the the quasi road. Um, Thursday way. Thursday. V. Monday is a criminal enterprise by the NFL. Uh, I, I know the Dallas Cowboys aren't the most physical team in the world, and I did not care for the way that the Chargers lost that game. But Monday, I mean, they got to play on Monday. What do we talk about all the time with the Chiefs? W- what is Andy Reid after bye weeks? He's effectively undefeated. Like at, at a certain point, it rounds up to ain't never lost. And you're giving this guy a mini bye. I mean, Travis Kelsey is out getting the Taylor Swift boosted New York all weekend. Like, I don't she know, man. You know she's going to be. Like, say what you want. Like, he puts on a little bit. This matters. This yeah. matters. It, it I mean, we can work. we can only relate to, like, the girl we had the crush on in eighth grade. But, like, Travis Kelsey's doing that at the biggest stage. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm don't just saying. Fine. Listen, I can. I don't feel great about this weekend slate. I don't feel great about anything after last weekend's losses. But, like. I don't feel great about this weekend slate. It's like, there's just a lot of gross. yeah on it, and uh, with Christian McCaffrey's questions, I, I don't know what to do with that Niners Vikings line at seven uh, Monday Night Football. Well, speaking of yeah. gross, let, let's let me let, get to your next bet, which is the yeah. Bears plus one fifteen on, the, well, on okay. that. Well, okay, let me finish up on the Chiefs here real fast. Like, well, okay, finish up on the Chiefs because you, you're talking about gross stuff. It seemed like yeah, and then we're gonna get to the gross. <laughs> the gross. So I'm about to get downright depraved, but like, he, all I'm saying with the Chiefs is. I think we could look at three and a half to four and a half is a very fair line. I'm going to take that extra point off of the extra rest and just feel okay about it because there's a, you know, it's not seven. If it was seven, you're, you're, you're running for the hills, right? You just don't want anything to do with it. If it's six, you don't want anything to do with it. But that five and a half, if it, but giving me five in the hook, I feel okay about it. I feel okay about it. I don't feel great. I would love it to be five. I'd love it to be four and a half. We'd all love that. That ain't how it works sometimes. Five and a half, we're under a touchdown. I'm gonna take it, and it'll probably be a nail biter up until the end. But like, you know, you're down by you're down by six going into the final drive. You throw an interception. I mean, that's how it ends, right? That's how Justin Herbert ends this game, right? You, we we need them to be up by six at that point. It's true. Right. Um, it's, I want it, urgency to be there for them on offense because because they turn into a running uh, team. That's that's a part of the issue with covering for them is is the slow play. The lack of, of, of explosive touchdowns that, cause like they don't have it. Like uh, Rasheed Rice can't really be trusted yet to catch the ball too far downfield. He can be trusted to catch it with sitting five, 10 yards and then go fly down the field with the ball in his hand. But right now he's got too many drops for them to trust him as the number one wide receiver. All you have, all you have to do is trust Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid with extra time to think about it. I'll let that guide us. I'll so let that be our North Star. Now let's get let's get down and dirty. Let's get in the muck here, baby. Like let's yeah. just roll around in some slop. Do you know where Shepherd stuff. University is? Who <laughs> oh, the fuck knows where Shepherd University is? Yeah. So I have Bears plus 115. I'm taking the straight up money line against the Raiders. And I'm going to give you two reasons. One, the Raiders are averaging 16 points per game this season. start. 16 Somehow they have won football games. Last week, they went over 20 points for the first time all damn year. They scored 21. Okay, this is with everybody healthy. They don't know what the hell they're doing on offense. They have a decent offensive line. They have an outstanding—I think they have a pretty damn good one-two receiver combo. They have one of the best receivers in the history of the National Football League on their team, who is still at the end of his prime, I would argue, uh, at least physically you have the guy who was unstoppable last year as a running back you got all this stuff and but because they have Jimmy Garoppolo it's just like i don't know uh because Josh McDaniels calling the place they, they they have no idea how to play offense and so the notion that they're going to put up points with Brian Hoyer or the other guy whose name eludes me right now what's his name cade it's something he's got a terrible mustache he's wearing four which feels ridiculous uh who, Whomever it is, why would I think that they're going to put up more than 20 points? They couldn't do it when they had at least an NFL starting caliber quarterback in Garoppolo back there. Why would that change? Like, what's going to change here? And so, I I don't care that they're playing the Bears. Nothing's going to change for the Raiders on offense. Their ineptitude is solely their own fault. So, there's How many points do they need to score? I think they need to score 20 points. Because, like... Tyson Badgett might Sorry, be good. I'm telling you, I'm I'm the microphone. I'm Tyson Badgett might be good. God bless you. Um Shepherd University, Division two Shepherd, uh is in Shepherdstonville, West Virginia. Uh it's in it's in Shepherd's town. It's spelled weird. Uh they played at Ram Stadium, five thousand capacity, Division Two. Uh, yeah, yeah, not 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 a not exactly a big time program, not but right. dude set records there. Is like the all time NCAA passer, got reps on reps on reps, and I- I'd like to note something here because I'm kind of sicko that watches some Bears preseason football so that I know what to talk about with my Chicago people. What? He beat out P.J. Walker and the Peter man for the backup quarterback job. PJ Walker, who I believe you're betting on to win this week, or at least I am. You are. La- don't you put that evil on me, right PJ Walker, who won a game last week. Not that he had anything to do with it, but like this dude in the preseason was kind of the truth, I imagine. And last here's week here's what I heard you say there. The Browns won last week. P.J. Walker was there. Yeah, he was. He was present for the game and was credited with the victory. Um, in the same way, I'm a Division I football player. Well, I mean, you were there. Um, you get you got some team-issued gear for a day. Uh, so Tyson Badgett last week against the Vikings when he came in, he threw a nasty interception immediately, okay? And then that sets the tone for the rest of the game. He went 10-14 of 14 for 83 yards. He actually had some really nice plays. He could move around with his feet a little bit. I'm not saying he's better than Justin Fields. I'm saying he's got nothing to lose. And all he's got to do is put up three touchdowns. You put up three touchdowns, you win the game. Bears are at home. Bears are a home dog. I I just, I got a good feeling about this kid. When he throws four interceptions, I'll eat it. But like, the Raiders have shown me nothing. I think they're getting way too much credit. Their defense is fine. I think Tyson Badgett it, it has a chance to be the number one story in football coming out of this week. I I, I really do. I think, I think he's going to look competent, if not more than competent. I'm taking the Bears plus 115. The fact that this line isn't 6 or 7 tells me everything when it comes to the books. There's no reason to be on the Raiders. There's no reason to be on the Raiders. What are you winning going on the Raiders? And yet the books are saying it's within a field goal. Like, what? What? They must think Tyson Badgett is okay himself. And uh, we know the Bears got a couple of weapons. Defensively, they're a hot mess, but that just doesn't matter because so are the Raiders on offense. I'm taking the Bears. I'm taking the Bears on the money line. Tyson Badgett era begins now. I, I I love the confidence, and, and I'll, I'll just say the only, the only tweak to everything that you said that I would make is just I mean, go for it. Go for it on the money line. I'm not. I'm never gonna talk. No, to no, money. no. Don't, 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 Never take a line within the yeah. field goal margin, baby. You don't need it. No, it, it was at three at one point, and it got bet down. Yeah, for the record, that's a the thing. thing. Like the people, people are feeling hard. the the bandit love. Well, and sharps were just on on the Bears early. I think it even opened at three and a half on some in some books. Yeah. So when it got down to under three, the value was totally gone. But yeah. three and a half taking points in a game that you're like, this is a literal coin flip. Of <laughs> dude. It's two duty coins that you're flipping in the air, just being like, well, I'll see whichever one lands on the right one. And it's just, it's, it's total, you know, you're not even roll the dice. It's like it's worse odds, but it's a terrible game. Worse. Like, I, I don't recommend anyone watch this for your health, but like, yeah. Or stand it. There's a level of fun, a level of fun here. I got, I got a kind of gross game for you. Oh, for those of oh. you like, not watching on YouTube, the Bucks and the Falcons logos just came up. Oh, well, Handsome picture of Baker Mayfield like looking like he's about to dive nose Baker's gotta stop wearing the Simon Cowell kid's large jersey. How is he supposed to show up those freaking muscles? He's got big he's got big guns and a big gut. He's got the curtainbach bod happening right now. Got a lot of pads under there, man. You know, I gotta work out the upper body, but the the point is is he's my a minus two and a half favorite as the quarterback. regardless of how stocky he looks in this photo. Yeah. He's, he's a stumpy boy. This is we. This is the week of just the the poo poo, as we've said now numbers of times. So week of the, the week of the poo poo, and so <laughs> here he here he. I, I do ins- declare doth, but uh, I think this is just another fade. That's what you do in these in these in these situations. Is like you've got the Bucks with the the Falcons on the road. Falcons on the road means Desmond Ritter on the road. Yes, yeah. an zero four on the road quarterback in his career. He has one touchdown to two interceptions. He but, was butt last week. So only give you more of that, man. And it's, it- who's his backup? Taylor Heineke, who should be getting time. But this yeah. is, this is a situational, and it, it, it could be like a, I don't know, maybe you bring, you run a two QB situ- situation where on the roads, Taylor Heineke's the core. I don't know. what's not doing himself any favors, to be honest. But, and this is a dude who was in the top five for, for potential coach of the year this year with, with the projections. Um, Actually, I was. I'll say this: I was in on the Falcons at the beginning of the year, so I'm just laughing at myself. No, 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 that's not a bad bet. I have them four to one. I believe we talked about this first time we did an NFL show. I have them four to one to win the division because of the same reason that you bet on the Bears against the 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 Raiders. It's like, oh, you're telling me everybody here is terrible, and they at least have some weapons on offense, and they're getting four to one. You think Derek Carr and the Saints are for real? How's that working out for you? So. So great, but that we did we didn't see Baker and the Bucks coming, did we? And they were still six to one after like week two to win the NFC South, and now they're at like plus one fifty. And I still yeah. think that if you you know put a gun to my head and said you have to bet on this team or uh, on this division, I would say, well, you're just gonna have to shoot me. But no, if I've really had a team. <laughs> I'd rather die than care about the NFC South. <laughs> exactly. But I will care about this game because I mean, let me throw some stuff at you. Owen and four no. on the road. Fifty-eight percent completion percentage. That's ten percent better at home. Like he's decent at home. Uh, mm. Two hundred and thirty yards a game at home. One hundred and seventy-six on the road. He had two ninety last week at the end to end the game, including those three terrible picks. And and by the way, shout out Drake London who caught a lot of crap, uh, not a lot of balls last year, but a lot of crap. And, <laughs> yeah. and Desmond Ritter is throwing the ball nine yards away from him. I think all he's worked on this offseason is his catch radius and just extending his arm. Yeah, he's like extendo arming totally totally because he's making some catches that like not a lot of guys would make with Desmond Ritter throwing them the ball, but that's not going to matter here. Like the, the, the bucks are very good at stopping the run and the, the Falcons right now are 28 an uh, expected outcome on their and uh, rushing offense success. And they're running the ball the fifth, most of anybody in the league. Like the Arthur, Arthur Smith is never going to, I'm never going to abandon the run, never going to abandon the run, but he's going to keep handing it off to Tyler Algier when, and Bijan's going to get 10 carries a game. It's like, I I know, I, it, it it, that, has, that has shifted. I mean, it is Bichon's Not last. Field. That was what was frustrating. Last yeah. minute, they went right back to the garbage, which is fine. I didn't care about that game at all. But I don't want to go off too much on a tangent. I, I, I do think there's something to the idea that like, a Gibbs and a Bijan are getting minimal usage in certain situations because of the, all the controversy that happened this offseason with, with running back. That really came to a head anyway. This offseason with running back contracts, the value of a running back. You yeah. run them into the ground before they're 28, and then what do you have left? And I think they'd like Bijan's career to go a little bit longer, so that's fine, but the bottom line is everything else isn't going to get it done for them. The Bucks are, are too good at stopping what they want to do, and I don't see them getting around that. So uh, I'm going to take the Bucs to get under the field goal here, minus two and a half. Okay, if I had to take a side, I'm with you. Let me throw a number that, that, uh, that backs up what you're saying. Who do you think has the fewest points allowed in the NFC this year? Jenkins. No, it's not. It's the 49ers, right? Oh, okay. ers have 49ers have allowed 87 points okay, yeah. so far this season, right? That's the lowest in the NFC. Tampa Bay is second at 88. I think okay. that top, we know Todd Bowles, what he's about. Um, you know, if we're going to give Mike Tomlin, we're not, uh, you are. If we're going to give Mike Tomlin a lot of credit for like maintaining a really quality defense when an offense is kind of ass. Uh, we got to give Todd Bowles the same the same level of respect. Now, I want to throw one thing beyond that. There's a lot of dudes on this Tampa defense that won a Super Bowl as a defense. Like I know that it was Tom Brady and Gronk and Antonio Brown, all this crap. Like I know that those things happened on offense. That defense also made Patrick Mahomes' life a living hell in conjunction with the Kansas City offensive line, but made his life a living hell in that game. And I, I, again, it was a while back, but there's still a lot of it. It was a young defense at the time. Uh, and I, I think that this Tampa defense is perhaps the most underheralded unit in the NFL right now. Uh, they just don't get talked about with any reverence because it's the yeah. NFC South. And we just presume that everyone in there is ass. And they might be, but at least one unit in this division isn't, and it's the Tampa Bay defense. Yeah. And so add in your Desmond Ritter add in all that stuff, like, that's fine. I just will, I refuse, I refuse to go anywhere near the Atlanta Falcons, even to bet against them. I refuse it. I don't trust it. I, I can't trust it, and I can't trust Baker Mayfield. Oh, man, I'm starting to love me some Baker because as a game manager for a team that, like you said, I did not understand the the thrashing that their defense was taking is coming out as like not a good unit and and some people predict them as a bottom 10 unit in the league this year because they lost a ton up front but like they've got such an incredible defensive backfield that I was like you know if you got nowhere to throw you yeah. can eventually get to the quarterback plus those linebackers are still very good they're freaking pro bowlers arguably the best uh it just made no sense to me that they were getting you know worked over like that and They've got a decently tough schedule, but this this is a good spot for them. Let me uh, move on to our, our last side here. Ooh, we're, uh, we're talking about poo-poo. Literal. Literal Browns. Browns and Colts. Same franchise, aren't they? I mean, it's something. It's something. Um, Just strictly speaking, I think the Browns... If you don't think that the Browns' defense is the NFL's best after last week, I I don't know what sport you're watching. Just full stop. What they did to the 49ers was a round house kick to the jaw and then the throat and then, like, right to the heart. They absolutely whooped San Francisco's ass up front, back, everywhere. Uh, There was nothing phony about the win for the Cleveland defense, They are awesome. And and Jim Schwartz is incredible as a coordinator. I got a little high, and maybe this is just me trying to buy back what I lost. I got a little high on Gardner Minshew last week. Mm. Gardner Minshew was butthole last week. I don't know how the Colts move the football. Full stop. I don't know how they move the football against the Browns in this game, unless Cleveland just wants to say, "Now we're good." Uh, PJ Walker had a couple of things. There, there's there's some stuff that can be exploited. I don't really care for the the Colts defense. I don't think it has much of anything to offer anybody. Uh, I, I I just think that the Colts are, are totally screwed. I like the I like a couple of their players, you know. Uh, but dude, like I I don't know how they move the football. Not against this, not, not against an engaged Browns defense. And given the fact that P.J. Walker is the quarterback, it gives me all the more reason to believe that the defense is going to show up for Cleveland because that's the only way they're going to win. Like they can't take a week off. Full stop. There's no letdown from that 49ers game because there's no come up for the offense. So uh, I think this, uh, this is a, what's the total? Do you have a total anywhere on this? If it's any, if it's anything under like thirty-eight, take it. Yeah, where do, I have this is have, but. this is ass ass game, but you're getting Browns oh, minus boy, three point five under, hard. That's crazy. There's other games that are way lower than that this week. Three points lower that, than that this week. Yeah, wow. Right. Still Listen, low. I'm not. I'm not a. I, I do think that they're doing some fairly interesting things with Hunt and Ford and the the Browns' backfield. I don't think the Browns are a particularly good team. I think their defense is exceptional. I think their offense is bottom 10. Mm-hmm. But anyone who goes against the Browns won't be able to score. So I, I just... Colts have 13 points written all over them in this game. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, as little as I think of the Browns, I think they can get to 16. Yeah, that's there cool. it is. That's a bet. No, that 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 is a bad. I, I I get what you're saying. It's it's one of the, another sort of weird spot for for them. Uh, I believe on the road here. Yeah, in 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 the. It's just I hate the spot, but I just agree they're just such a better team. It's 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 easy um, to travel. It's a dome. You I know, like where as much as anything. So yeah. yeah, the un the under the under has real promise. It really does. Yeah, let me let me uh, actually use that to segue into some player props because nice. there's two Colts I'm starting off with here, cool. and you asked the question, so I'll answer it. I don't know what the Colts are going to do to move down the field. This is going to be what they try to do. It's yes. just peppering Josh Downs with targets. Love that um, so over four and a half receptions for him for a yeah, total of ten. Total ten. Years, right, <laughs> he was such a he was like it was so awesome watching those power police, just like speedily being smaller than faster than everybody, but. That, that's what he's going to do again. Four and a half receptions for this man. He gets, like, if you want to take uh, over four and a half receptions and, like, an under 40 yards receiving for him, that's a great bet because this man ain't getting 10 yards a catch. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> he had, like, 12 targets last week from Gardner Minshew. Yeah. yeah like 38 yards or something. Yeah. I he caught like, six of them, but th- this is going to be was some fun. Alvin Kamara-like shit. <laughs> and he's a wide receiver. <laughs> yes. Oh, incredible the impressive thing. Uh is that this A dot is tiny. We call it the Paris Campbell Kadarius Tony special. Eight receptions <laughs> for 12 yards, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm not gonna go after the yards. I'm just gonna say over four and a half for my guy because once Garger gets in the in the game, then it's just the Josh Downs show. Uh, unfortunate for for Michael Pittman and his fantasy football owners because he's really good. I still think that. But Minshew, when when uh when Minshew's on the field, Josh Downs goes up to about a twenty-one percent target share. And he's about 14% with AR. So that's really what I need to know there. He gets pepper with the targets. He's got good hands over four and a half. Love it. For the same game here.
1: Oh, gotta go under. under.
0: Gotta go under. You just, you just got done I know. calling the Cleveland Browns, the 85 bears. I never I said they're the 85 bears. I Cause the 85 that. bears had a competent offense. They had Walter Payton. Um, I heard you <laughs> he was really good. Yeah. So I've heard too. He wore kangaroo shoes. Um, Jonathan Taylor, under 45 and a half. That, that's an absurd line, right? Like, do they presume Zach Moss? What What do you read into this? Do you see a lot of Zach Moss, or do you just see this as Browns defense good? I see enough Zach Moss combined with the Browns defense to get me to 12 carries for Jonathan Taylor in this game. Mm-hmm. He had a 15% snap share when he came back, and we saw Zach Moss go for, like, two touchdowns and, like, 100 <laughs> yards. then the next game we saw Moss Vulture a touchdown again, but also we saw a 42% snap share for JTM. So it's going up for sure, and it's going to be, my prediction would be closer to 65% of the snap share. But you look at how many times that means he's going to run the ball, and I still cap him at about 12 and, you, mm. and it, also, the usage share matters a lot here because Zach Moss is still getting carried. So it's not like just because Zach Moss isn't out there that JT's getting the, you know, they're running the ball every time with it. Right. Um, the usage still is pretty even when it comes to run plays and even pass plays, um, both really good uh, at pass blocking as well and receiving, but. Obviously, they want to be trusted to protect the quarterback in certain situations. They both are. So it's it's not like there is a situational advantage for JT in this one. It's really about, I don't think he's going to average four and a half yards a carry. And I don't think he's going to get enough carries to, you know, 12, more than 12 carries to get it. I'm not on it, but I appreciate the reasoning. Can't disagree with it. And I just wanted to take some unders. Let me, let me go to uh, one more under. Do so you like, think, do you think we're compensating at all? Yes. Well, look, man, the unders are the unders are the way to go, right? Like they know I, I, there's a lot more ways you can go under than over, right? A hundred percent, well said. So, go hack this game. Are we just talking about all the same freaking games? I'll at least talk with the Lions. This lot. is. This, let, let's be real. This is this is a real degenerate week. Totally, you got to get down and dirty if you're going to participate in football this week. Which, by the way, you don't have to. There's going to no. be some baseball on if you want to watch that. But yeah, uh, that's that's uh- the most degenerate thing I've ever. Desmond Ritter, under two hundred and eleven and a half and a half. And I've had a, I had a really smart football person tell me, like, I don't care who you are. If you're an NFL quarterback, you can get over 190 yards in the NFL. Right. Well, like, oh, okay, but that's, this is 211 and a half. This is, this is a, a real number for somebody who I briefly mentioned earlier, averages 176 yards per game on the road in the four road games he's played in his career. This team is one and nine in that instance. He's got a QBR of forty-two. I say again, a QBR of forty-two in those road games, um, and and I just I, I don't know why I would trust him to do this against a Bucks defense that once again is third best when it comes to expected outcome on each play. I That's brutal. It's 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 tough too because he's coming off of the two biggest yard games of the season: three hundred seven, three twenty-nine, but. There's also plenty of scuttlebutt that he can get his ass benched this week, so game script lends itself to something right around here. And if you get benched, guess what? You're not getting any more passing yards. So I, I do feel like the unders probably the lean, but boy, it's it's tight. We're talking 55, 45 from my perspective. I like it though. I like it. Yeah, say ride. A slight edge, like you said, but these are also two of the slower teams in the NFL, so I yeah. think, yeah. I mean, well, Atlanta's actually clicked up. I mean, anytime, anytime you can take the under on a QBR uh, this season of 40, you got to do it. I agree. I mean, he's totally. making. Ken- he's in the Kenny Pickett zone. Totally. He's Kenny Pick- He's a little bit better. He can run. He can run He can yeah. fast. not really I mean, throw- he's, fast. he's thrown for 300 yards, so clearly yeah. he's not Kenny Pickett. For- <laughs> That's all we need to know. My guy, Sam Laporte, how will close out these play-up pro Yeah. Sammy, Gronk 2.0. Like, uh, oh, let's, be, let's be fair. Like, he's the downgraded version of Brock but, like, because I don't think anybody will ever be Gronk, if we're being honest, as overall tight end. But, like, this dude is doing his best Gronk impression of, of being bigger than everyone on the field and very fast. So, like, mm-hmm. that's what I got for you. I love Laporte. He's doing things that, I mean, look, the only other tight ends as good as him through this, this much of the season are Gronk. And another guy that used to play for the Chicago Bears that you might have heard of, there in uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Dicka. Mr. Mike Ditka. Maybe you've heard of Mr. Ditka. So 41 and a half yards. Basically, like week two came around, and I saw Sam Laporta play two games, and I go, "Well, I'm sorry, week three came around. And I had already mm-hmm. seen Sam Laporta play two games, and I was like, Does anybody need to ask themselves if he's a top five tight end in the league already? Or are, are you not a high bar these days to be? Yeah, it's um, to be fair, not a high bar, but like. Does any like cause but also like Darren Wall is a wide receiver, you know what I mean? Like certain guys are not even blocking. Well, he doesn't really receive, he's just wide. Sam Sam Laporta is going to get over. And what I said to myself week three is if you get if you continue to get Sam Laporta lines at 40 yards or lower, you mm-hmm. just you just go. You just go. And also working in his favor at this point, there's the weapons are dropping a bit. Amon Ra's back, but yeah. David Montgomery is not and neither is Jameer Gibbs, and I just don't think they want to run Craig Reynolds into the back of their offensive line very often, regardless of how good their offensive line has been. By the yeah. way, it's a uh, six-offensive line right now, no doubt. Um, it, 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 great center, great tackle play. Not great uh, weapons at running back left right now is the problem. So that's why I think Jared Goff is going to be throwing for four-yard little out routes before they're going to run um, Craig Reynolds to the outside in any kind of way. Right, He'll get some some goal-line carries if they get there. But that's yeah. not it, so... No concern at all with the fact that Baltimore's secondary and linebackers can really move. So glad you said that. Who have they played? No, I mean, listen, I'm not arguing that they've played anybody good. I'm just saying I'm looking at them, and they can really move. They're fast. And and Robot Smith is always going to terrify me um, in in the middle of the field when I'm taking a tight end on the other side. I, I just... Mean... The other thing, too, is where you're coming off a game with Laporta where he had 11 targets, and you, you know, you're you getting a big hard on for the notion he got 11 targets. He had four catches for 36 yards. And this has been a guy who has lived on the big play. And I, I'm not sure that big play is going to be there. He can get – he has – he has, like, four catches over 30 yards this year. Like, he has a lot of big plays, a lot of, you know – Ben Johnson, great scheme, wide open middle of the field. Kind of, he's more kittle than anybody else, by the way. Mm-hmm. It should be noted. Uh, like, I haven't seen him be that aggressive, but that's probably a good call. I mean, he, he isn't that good of a blocker, but he's not a like rocker or open, blocker. open field runner. Oh, he, 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 he got that kittle in him. Uh, they're all Iowa guys. It's all the same shit. So 41 might be a bit rich for me, to be honest with you. It might be a bit rich. I just, I just see the downside. He's already questionable for this week. I mean, he's going to play, but yeah, you know, he's got some nagging stuff. Makes me wonder if he's going to get his full snap share. Baltimore concerns me. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. That game script does exist, but I, I'm going to stay away from this one personally. That's fair. Are you riding with any of these props? You like, you like downs? Run them, run them back. I like downs. We got Jonathan Taylor under 45 and a half. I don't think you're trying to do that to yourself. No, nope. no, I like I like the under on Ritter and I like uh, I like downs. Sounds a cool. But again, like I, I'm not disagree. I'm not fundamentally disagreeing with any of these takes. They're just a little rich for my blood. Yeah. And it's and by the way, uh, you should definitely trash whatever you think is garbage on this show. Help I mean, yeah, I'll let you know. Trust me. Other than the show itself. Alright, we uh we are gonna do better this week, we promise. We we we, we profit anything. We we might not be able to do No, no, but we, we feel very we said it confidently and we feel confident and that's what matters. And and I do think that there's there's some good we, we disagreed on a couple things which I actually like. I prefer that there's a little bit yeah of just and so we can question things and then just be we happy do not disagree that this week is poo poo. Yeah. Poop. It's the week of the poo-poo. So everybody enjoy that. Uh like I said, follow along, like subscribe, all that good stuff. Next time, I am going to uh we'll take what we do here and put it together for a parlay so we can also give away some money on on this show as well. So we're not just doing it on one show. Get your black oh. boy beater up. Yeah, go full McAfee. I'm gonna stand up and uh and and do it because I'm too pumped to do this show sitting down at that point. I have okay. taken way too much pre-workout today yeah. All right, y'all, best of luck out what there. my slate of random white dudes should I ask about? That? Oh, man, we went there. Oh, we went there. All right, get your vaccines, everybody. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to you next, man. Happy betting.